They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 12.15 Club. My Ariel here, joined as always by Eric McGerman, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. Our favorite guest, Todd Fritz, is back. Todd, it's been a while. It's been way too long, and I thought you guys forgot about me, and you don't want to invite yourself on the show, so I quietly, you know, felt bad, and I was just kind of, when are they going to come, you know, did I say something to offend anybody? Did I, the humor wasn't where it was supposed to be? I got a little, you know. I think this is like a safe space for you, so if you ever feel like you want to come on the show and vent, I think this is the perfect place to do it. So I I think you can, it's a two-way relationship at this point. I think it's important psychologically it's healthy for me because I'm because then I'm just pouting and then I'm taking it with me home and then the family has to deal with my uh, you know indiscretions and things that (laughs) pissed me off on the show or someone that rubbed me the wrong way or something that didn't happen the way I would have liked it to happen so yeah it's a therapy thing for me. Eric? I was just thinking that because you had atoned for the sins of the year we kind of start fresh here after your day off on Wednesday. Yes, technically you're supposed to start fresh, but I fall into bad habits, and then it could be like a couple of days <laughs> into the the new year. Did we you were inscribing the book of life. I had several pieces of pork, <laughs> but that's besides the point. But you know, I think it's kosher, though. Yeah, is, I'm is sure. it kosher pork? I've never heard of it. Kosher pork, fabulous. Why is it that you? Um, only communicate so much when you're out of studio, or at least that's what the guys say. As far as what I say here versus there. Uh, I think I'm maybe more comfortable with you guys. There are some of them rubbed me the wrong way in the studio there, and I just decided, you know, this is this is my therapy session. This is my couch, and I feel like I got to watch on the regular Daily Show. I got to kind of watch a little bit. Eric, Mario struggles with English. I think what he was saying was, <laughs> did uh, I take that? I not understand. No, the he question. did a terrible job asking the question. <laughs> no, I didn't. While you were not here on Wednesday, the guys were talking about how much more you communicate when you're not oh, here. Oh, like in emails and texts yeah. and stuff. I think it's the guilt of not coming in. No, that makes more sense. That's a, that's a, cause I was like, how are you going to turn on me? I don't, no, I'm, no, but like, I'm like, well, because I don't really, I'm not comfortable in front of Paulie and Seton and Dan, and, but you guys, I could like, I'll talk to. It's like, I was like, I'm not sure what you were getting at, but I played along with your weird question. But now that it's been uh, clarified, yeah, I, I do that probably in part because it's my own insecurities. I feel guilty, and Dan will remind me a thousand times. Hey, four day week. Paul even said that on his way out. And, you know, enjoy your lunch. Nice four day week for you. And it just happens to be the highest holy day of my religion. I'm supposed to feel guilty that I take one day out of the year and it's not i'm not on a boat or a yacht somewhere i'm like miserable fasting and sitting at home and hoping that michael k shows up on time that's not really a day off in my book you said you're not comfortable around the guys how much do you really mean that you've been working with them for 20 years at this yeah, point Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of joking but like there are there are times when uh, i want to say something and then i edit myself because i think someone's going to get upset i don't have a specific example here but we everyone has different sensitivities i'm i guess the most sensitive but i had things with mclovin back in the day and even seaton next to me and you know paulie not so much marvin he kind of lets everything roll off his shoulders but sometimes i feel like if i say this is someone going to be they're going to be like ready for a fight and it's not worth my attempt at humor or something clever that's going to like make somebody upset. So I always, unlike the other guys, I care about other people's feelings, I guess is what I'm getting at. I will stop myself and say, like, if I was in the other person's shoes, would I want to be on the re- receiving end of that comment? No. So I'm not going to say that. But <coughs> those guys are very, very uh, comfortable with uh, making people feel bad. Dylan. 
Um, well, Todd, first of all, I think, I think you should be drawn and quartered for missing a day this week, personally. I have been made to feel guilty, and Dan will be the first one. I would hope he would admit that. Anytime any of us take a day off, even if it's for a legitimate reason, like uh, a colonoscopy or Yom Kippur, say, hey, nice to see you back at work. You know, that was your day off. But Todd, day ne- off. next year, I think you should actually be like, send them pictures of you on a yacht on Yom Kippur instead of uh, fasting at home. That would be a fantastic idea, and I would uh, have to come up with some kind of clever name for the yacht to play off. Just you and the ladies on the yacht? Eric? So you had two Bronco games in the last five days, and I'm not here to rehash what was discussed on on the show. It's very very aggravating. I'm sure. That's not the reason I want to have you on here. But the impact that had on the show this week, on Monday, you sent us three separate videos of, they were quote-unquote hidden cameras, uh, that your wife took of you watching the Broncos game. Yes, and they kind of fell flat. It wasn't what they were looking for. They did. For. Yeah, I think uh, constructive criticism, I think it was the – it should have been tightened up. It should have been made into like one 45-second okay. video. And I wasn't as, as animated to, as I think they would have. They wanted yeah. me to like throw things. And be, I didn't want to play to the camera. And I told my wife, I told Jen, just you know, randomly shoot things. When you see me getting particularly upset or excited, I, I'm not going to look in your direction. I'm not going to pose for the camera. I don't want to know what you're shooting or whatever. But on hindsight, I look back and it didn't exactly – wasn't exactly what they I think the two-minute clip of like waiting like – and the other thing was I felt like we were all waiting – for the big moment, right? Yeah. And the audio wasn't great, and I was kind of standing sideways, and you couldn't even tell the last, until the last minute that yeah. I was wearing a Raider hater shirt, which I thought was kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> you had a couple uh, uh, curses. I did, I, which I didn't realize, but I, I sent it to you guys and without like, playing it back, I guess, closely enough, and I did drop the, uh, the F-bomb there. So what was worse, though? Was it watching Sunday's game or watching yesterday's game? Like, should you have sent us another video? Uh, yes. From yesterday. Uh, based on what I saw last night against the Colts, I was a lot more animated. That would have been a better night to be filmed because I'm just getting so beyond frustrated. And I don't know why I get like that. And we talked about that on the on the show. Like, I'm going to be 53 years old in a couple of days. And why am I acting like I'm 11? It's like the players all hug each other afterwards and exchange jerseys and high five each other. They're practically all in a circle praying. And, and I'm like so fuming. And I, I didn't fall asleep till like three in the morning. And they probably just went out to have a nice steak dinner. The checks are still coming in. And they're all laughing. And oh, two and three, three and two, oh and five, whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, can't you get in the end zone? I don't understand why you can't get in the end zone. Why are you settling for, why are you not even trying to get the first down on third down? On third and 12, a three-yard screen pass, that's not, you're settling right, for punting. Right, we we watched goal. it, we know. Right, they, they settle for field goals and punts. They have no interest in getting <laughs> we, in the we, end zone. We got it. No Eric? interest in getting seven points. Todd, uh, Monday is your birthday, 10-10-69. 10-10-69. And, um, yeah, but it's also Columbus Day. So would you rather have a show on your birthday than be able to talk about your birthday or have the day off. That's a great point. As uh, as as cool as it would be to like to share the birthday with everybody and get the attention of that, because you know, Paulie doesn't like that, and I, mean, I found that funny because I loved that they made a whole week out of it and special <laughs> sales on shirts, buy one get one half off, and he was so uncomfortable by it. I of course enjoyed his being uncomfortable. That's by a it. cold take, by the way, not liking your birthday. I, I would pr- I would prefer ice cold. I think I probably want the day off because then you can sleep in and stuff like that, and uh, and then I can see you guys on Tuesday the eleventh. But if we <laughs> if we observe, if you tell me we're observing. Columbus Day and there's no show Monday as much as I love my job and we all have a great time but you know it's more sleeping in because I don't sleep great and I like to 
stay up till two, three in the morning. And you know, my wife doesn't like when I'm like flirting with old high school friends on Facebook Messenger. What are you doing? Nothing. Or us. What are you doing? Nothing. Yeah, flirting with you guys. So I told her I flirt with guys and girls. What are you getting all upset about? It's like, it's like who's Stacy? It's like relax. I like have two dates with her. Like when I was in junior high school. But why do you feel compelled to you know? Well, what's to, odd about to that reach for you? Out to her? You're like, oh, we had on two dates. I remember she was wearing a yellow dress oh, yeah. and she had green. And I, took, I, took, I took her out for pizza. She didn't like pepperoni. I did. So we had to do like half one topping and half of plain cheese or whatever it was. So, but why do you feel compelled to like reach out to these people from like 20, 30 years ago? What does that say about like that? It hurts my like it really hurts your feelings. What are your plans for the big weekend? Uh, tonight we're taking my brother. His birthday, his big fifty fifth birthday is tonight. We're going to go to a nice restaurant, and tomorrow morning, bright and early, getting on the road to Syracuse to go visit my son Jordan, junior at the Falk College of Syracuse. Shameless plug. Majoring in sport management, minoring in sport analytics. We'll give you the plug. And Saturday yeah, night, we're going to go to a steakhouse Saturday night. And then on uh, Sunday morning, we'll drive back. So we're going to go four hours each way just to say hi to Jordan and have some steak, basically. At least you don't have a Broncos game to watch on Sunday. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. But we'll drop like $300 on a hotel room, another couple hundred dollars on dinner. And he won't let me go to his you know fraternity party Saturday night, which kind of sucks. So it's me and the old lady looking at each other. Your daughter's not going? No, she's so the in-laws are going to come watch Lindsay. She's been to Syracuse. She's before. seventeen, and, but she didn't want to. Yeah, I guess she could. Yeah, but she's got a bo- she's got a boyfriend who's a nice guy and everything. But well, the in-laws are going <laughs> to keep an eye on things anyway. I feel better. I'm about sure that. that'll but, keep it all. Yeah, done. <laughs> I, you know, there's a certain amount of trust that you have to build up. Yeah. But he, but he's a nice guy, and it's all well and good. But uh, they're going to come stay for the weekend, and we're going to go to Syracuse. But yeah, that's a lot of traveling. But I miss my son. I don't want to wait till Thanksgiving to see him. Yeah. And there's no football game because Parents Weekend was like last week or next week, whatever it is. We're not going on Parents Weekend where there's a football game and everything. We did that last year, and it was too crowded and everything. So we're going to go on a nice, quiet, non-Parents Weekend, and we'll have dinner, and that'll be that. But we, yeah, we're going to go to Syracuse tomorrow. Don't. Sounds lovely, Todd. It's a, um, it is lovely. That also, is. definitely, probably for the best that you don't go to your son's fraternity. I party. really do want to go, <laughs> but his friends want me to go because it'll embarrass their uh, fraternity brother, Jordan. And uh, I met a number of the guys, and I was half joking, but I was half serious. Like I'd like to you go could to the just party. show up. I should, and and they said, um, "Oh, f- Mr. Fritz, you got to come," which is weird of being called Mr. Fritz. I feel like I'm eighty. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's Doctor. I hate that exactly. So I'm like, uh, you got to come to the party, and Jordan's like, "You're we're going out to dinner." And you're going right back to the hotel room with mom, and you do not even think about showing up. But Todd, would you would you drink if you went to the party? I know you're not. I would not hold really a cup thing. to fit in, but it would probably have like Hawaiian punch in it <laughs> or apple juice or something. I wouldn't. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't drink. I think it's it's not the fact of whether or not you have a cup in your hand that would help you fit in. Yeah, that's the key. But but no, but I would. But he's worried because which is true. I would chat it up with like the girls, not to like pick them up and do anything. I'm happily married. But you know, right. I'd say, I'd say right. uh, yeah, who's your little friend Parallel there with the jean shorts? Yeah, I was like, you can look at the men. You, you don't have to exactly. Order. I say, can't you introduce me to who's that, that one? I, no, not her. The one behind her. That one. If you yeah. said who's your little friend with the jean shorts, I think he would run away. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> that would be, it would be inappropriate because you know these are 18, 19, 20 year old. I think if you're going to Syracuse, I suggest you play a little game in your group chat and try to have a competition for the best foliage shots. Because Paul's going up north, I think too. That's a good and idea. I think he's, you know, that's his brand. Oh, I think you I should go. His toes you should that. go all and in. You know, upstate Western New York has beautiful. Foliage. Or even better, Monday morning look in. Hey guys, it's foliage season. Just <laughs> want to show you some pictures from my weekend. I like that. And then take pictures of like random food that no one necessarily cares what they have to play. It's like, oh, you had oysters Sunday afternoon, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that information? <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm, that, I'm stirring it up a little bit. That, he listens to the show. I think it is. Right? That's a way of getting back at him for the big with the four-day yeah, weekend. I'll, I'll, I'll take a plate of calamari and I'll put it under the school of journalism <laughs> just in the right angle with the with the leaves and then maybe I'll get a few followers out of it. I'll get a free meal from the local restaurant if I, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tag the pizza place. I go, I tagged you. Like, Don't I get a dollar off the, the Sicilian? What's going on here? How did it feel to beat him in the mock headline off today? Um, I, I felt good. They put me on the spot. I didn't prepare, and I just, all of a sudden, during the interview with um, Mike Kliss, I guess it was, I was like told to like do this. But you know, I enjoy doing that. I usually like to have a little more time. But the whole idea is to make me look bad and to lose. So hey, you've got four and a half minutes, ten minutes, whatever to do this. When normally I would have done it before the show or last night. Mm-hmm. So you know, but they got cute, and uh, and I still worked it out anyway. But I was I was proud of those. You have a little bit more ammunition knowing that it was against Paul, and not just for the show. I, we have a friendly competition with that. I knew it was going to be like, there had been times where it was like fans against Fritzy or whatever, like people would call in or send in their, uh, send in their mock headlines. But, you know, he seemed pretty confident and proud of his mock headlines. And then I dug deep and I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do this. He already beat me a few years back in uh, arm wrestling, which I haven't forgotten anytime soon. So I'm like, at least I can do is win a mock headline battle. Marv? Saving Matt Ryan is easily, it's up there, my top five. I was pretty five. happy with that. It was so good. As soon as he said it, I was like, oh, that's perfect. What was the other one? Humiliation? Oh, humiliation from Mile High, yeah. You did a good job. Like, his back was against the wall, and he was clutch. Saving, Pri- Saving Private Ryan was like the dagger. And I wanted to get up, but I don't do that because that's um, that's not my way. I wanted to kind of get up and go, boom! How you like that? Yeah. <laughs> that's not, you know, I, I'm on the receiving end of that. You know, Paul, you'll say something clever, and then the first thing he does is spin around and like eat it to me. Like okay. I, I, was, I don't know if you've noticed that it only happens like three times a week at least. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like what? Is, what is? What's the hostility? Like it's not a competition. Oh. I, and I'm saying on the air that I like that one. That's a great one. I'm trying to like be. Hey, this, that's good. I'm patting you on the back. And you're like, eat it, Fritzy. I got a better one. I'm like, all right, let's go. Uh, Dylan, Todd, I I have to believe that you when you and Paul arm wrestled you through that match because I that makes no sense to me. I would like to say that that's true. I think after a while I kind of I don't want to say get bored, but I did have that <laughs> I did have that rib injury. I think you've seen footage of that. We were playing some kind of pretend football game. Uh, we, were, yeah. we were shooting something for one of our sponsors, and I decided to legitimately try to tackle Seton, and I fell on top of him, and I had what I thought were broken ribs from my whole flight across the country back from California. And so you're injured. That same day, either that same afternoon or the next day, was this arm wrestling thing after I felt like I destroyed the whole left side of my body. And I'm not going to make excuses. He beat me fair and square, but I was also in a lot of abdominal and rib pain while I was. And you'd been in a, you'd been, it'd been cutting season. You weren't fully exactly. Out. You know, I was like, I was, you know, I was cycling off at the time with the steroids and everything. Mm. And I just, I, he caught me, he caught me at a bad time. It's a slippery slope. It is, and I felt something with my wrist or whatever. Was, you know, that's a whole other. Um, story. Also, I, uh, a dominant theme the last couple of days was the like people with funny names. Thing. Yes. Um, and you did say uh, we had Mike Kliss on before. Mike Kliss. That's like one letter off from being a funny name. Very true. And I didn't have, I felt kind of left out because a lot of times I'll insert myself and then, you know, I kind of ruined the segment and I put them in an awkward position to get things out of left field. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of let everyone talk and sat it out because when I force it and I try to like, hey, I want to be part of this segment too, even though I got nothing to say, it ends up not going well. well. That could have been treacherous, but I think it was, I think it actually, there was no uh, like over the line ones. I think even from the callers, I was waiting for one caller to really uh, drop a bomb. With yeah, because it could get really inappropriate. I'm trying to like weigh, you know, 
you know, I'm checking Dan's mood and like sometimes is he ready to move on from this? And I could be one comment away from FCC violations or him, you know, calling me over to the side after the same going that you shouldn't decide on me. <laughs> Back. Todd, are you offended in any way that Chris and Syracuse chose the day you weren't here to come back from a 10-year hiatus? I actually wasn't. I thought I would be, but I, I was kind of flattered that he did because he did it at least under the guise of, if it's not true, that he wanted to – he kind of gave me a little shout-out. I listened to a, a lot of the show while I was off miserable not eating or drinking, and he said something like, you know, I had a mock headline for Fritzy or for the Broncos, and so he chose that day. So I was – it was, it was, for me, it was less that he was calling on a day that I wasn't there, more of like whatever, something made him mock headline related after all these years and taking care of sick parents or what have you that he came on. But it, So it, it had to do with me, which was kind of nice that after all these years, he uh, – you know, we all miss Chris and Syracuse, and I don't think he picked that day just because I wasn't uh, in the studio because it was about something that, you know – Mock headline related. It was good. It was tribute. It was a tribute. Yes, it was. That tribute. That's a better word than me endlessly trying to <laughs> say what I want to say. I could have said that a lot easier. I'm going to say 73 words and then Mario's going to go like tribute. Yeah. Marv. Uh, next Tuesday, I'm already not looking forward to next Tuesday because that's the day after the Broncos Monday night game. And I'm already nervous. Like, who do they play? The Chargers. Broncos at Chargers Monday night, the 17th of October. So I mean, Tuesday morning, the 18th could be wrong. my birthday. There you go. And the Broncos could very well be two and four. You would think they would be, based on what we've seen out of both of those teams. And that will be really, really bad. And there'll be another division loss, a conference loss, and two and four with 11 games left. This week, last topic, then we'll uh, wrap it up. This week marked the 15th anniversary yeah. uh, of this show. And me and Eric were actually looking back on some videos when you guys were uh, in the attic. How did we look back then? A lot younger. You had a lot more hair. Yeah, you did. <laughs> that what so did I, right to be yeah. clear. <laughs> Is there anything that you would uh, change about your 15 years with this version of the Dan Patrick show? Anything I would change about myself physically or emotionally anything, or anything? Not yourself, just in general, about working here maybe, the relationships. Uh, I would say I'd take myself a little, which I think I've done a lot better at, but that's not for me to say, it's for you guys to say. Not take myself so seriously, and I like to joke around everything, but not take everything so personally and let things rub, which, I, again, I've gotten, I think, a lot better at letting things roll off, something that would normally bother me and stick with me for a period of days or would ruin my whole drive home, and then I'd feel like I have to have like this big chat with my wife about this horrible day I had or someone said something or pissed me off or whatever, and now I'm like, you know, we're, we're hanging out, we're eating barbecue, we're talking sports, and we, we all poke and prod each other. Sometimes it's more joking, sometimes there's a little more oomph to it, which I don't appreciate every once in a while, I feel like there's a little of that. But for the most part, you know, we're all having a good time, and we all enjoy each other, and we're, again, we're talking to celebrities and athletes and stuff, and having fun, and ha- eating food, and laughing, and being silly, and being obnoxious, and it's all, it's all great, and I'm learning that now, more than ever, like that. This is uh, this is fun. It's like it's, we're we were all very blessed that this is what we do for a living. There are people that watch sports as a way to get away from their horrible jobs, and our homework assignment is to watch sporting events so we can prepare for the next day at work, which we would be watching anyway. So, I think it's pretty great that we uh, that we have these kind of gigs. Marv, I had a question, but Fritzy answered that and the other eight questions I had for him. So <laughs> I tend to ramble a little bit. I'll, I'll if you let me keep talking, I'll, all the answers to the universe will eventually come to light on just my nonstop talking. Like I said, this is kind of like your your couch. It really is. Just, I'm, know, so, I'm sitting off. upright. If there was a couch in here, I would definitely be lying mm-hmm. down, and I would have Mountain Dew and some little mini hot dogs. Mark, actually, I did have a question. So when Dan asked you about joining him when he left uh, Espen. 
was there any apprehension to like leaving the security of ESPN? Yes, there was. And he's and he jokes about it all the time, but it's serious. He had conversations with my brother, he had conversations with my wife. You know, I was with Disney and ABC Cap Cities mm-hmm. held in very high regard at ESPN. I'd been there like fourteen years and I knew Dan was gonna be successful in whatever he was gonna do. It wasn't like not thinking that oh, if I go with Dan and then uh, my career is gonna deteriorate or mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna you know, I'm gonna go in some bad sports broadcasting direction with my life. It was just more of you know, am I prepared to do this? You know, I had like a one kid on the way at the time. This was, I think I, my wife was like, I think seven, eight months pregnant with our first kid. And I'm like, this is a big decision. This is, yeah. you know, I got all these benefits and, and everything. And I'm, everyone really likes me here. And I've been here almost 15 years. And, you know, I'm not being kicked out. I didn't get a pink slip. They're not mm-hmm. cutting people's jobs, which they've done at ESPN in recent years. Mm-hmm. I could have stayed there. I would think for, I could still be there now, but he uh, had a great pitch to me and the guys. And it was very flattering. And I was like, you know what? Sometimes you got to take a chance in life, and let's uh, let's go for it. Dan's always been very good to me there, and he's proven it again in all the years since we left ESPN. Would you probably be kicking yourself if you didn't take this gig? Yes, I would, because I think I went about as far as I was going to go at ESPN unless they were going to make me some like vice president of talent relations or mm-hmm. some kind of senior executive position, which may have come at some point, but like who a, knows how many years it would take. Like a Scott Shapiro type? Maybe. So I, I, but some, <laughs> some kind of, I was looking for, you know, you know what's the next thing? And I'm, I've booked all the shows and sports centers and radio shows and all these ESPN news and everything. So I'm like, what's next? And it wasn't clear to me or to management what was next. And all of a sudden... Dan is telling me he's leaving after 18 years at ESPN, and he's trying to put together, for lack of a better word, a little mini all-star team of guys that he's worked with that he holds in high regard to show that there's life after ESPN. And, you know, he spoke to my wife, my brother, family, and me, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Let's let's go. Let's just do it. Eric? <clears throat> Todd, it's kind of switching gears a little bit, but <clears throat> the guest list has been kind of up and down in terms of, like, quantity lately. And we talked about that, I think, the last time you were mm-hmm. here. You used to feel a lot of pressure to have one per hour, and then now you don't feel yeah, that ultimately, pressure. Ultimately, if I can have one each hour, it's it's not as important to the functioning of the show that it once was because yeah. there's just so many other elements, and, and we've all proven that we can all talk and take calls and do all kinds of stuff that doesn't have to rely on a guest to get through a segment. That and, being said, did you enjoy today? We started the show with zero guest booked, I, I, and we I ended nev- with yeah. three. I, so do you enjoy the the kind of urgency that comes with booking a guest per hour or I like having things set up in advance for the peace of, for the peace of mind the night before I know I'm a little more restless when it's nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night and we don't have anything for the next day. And then we're scrambling. And if there's a day there's been shows we've had no guests or just one guest, there's been days we've had four guests, but it is all over the place. But the only thing that frustrates me is if we end up inviting a guest that I could have worked on the day before, like if when we're all communicating and I'm making suggestions or they're making suggestions to me, but we're we we haven't decided whether we definitely want to go in that direction yet, and then five p.m. becomes eleven p.m. becomes seven thirty in the morning the next day, and all of a sudden we're deciding an hour before the show. Hey, you know why? Let's get so and so on, but. It, and it doesn't necessarily work like that. I hate to not be able to deliver a guest because I could have called for that person. If there's breaking news overnight, someone pitched a no-hitter, there's a big trade or something happens, then you scramble. And of course, the Bronco game ended late and we didn't know how it was going to finish. So you can't necessarily line up the Denver-related guests we had. You can put a bug in their ear, you know, I guess the day before and say, hey, if the Broncos, you know, collapse or something really bad happens, we may want to have you on the show. You can do things like that. But I don't mind chasing guests during the show and right before if it's breaking news. But if we're inviting people that we could have, you know, 
went after in the afternoon or by in the evening the day before. So I'd have time to, you know, prep it and write questions and promote it on social media and everything as opposed to that we were indecisive. That's that's kinda that's kinda tough. It's like I could have invited Kevin Millar. We knew that there was, you know, baseball game starting Friday so why are we deciding like an hour before the show when I could have invited him like two in the afternoon yesterday I expected a far more positive answer of like it's so much fun to be able it's to, to I, I, I wish I could say that but I'm like okay it's, it's the half hour before the show I'm sorry. I, thought, I thought it was like yeah it's really like it's very rewarding you spend three hours you get to contribute to the show and book three guests by the time the show ended I'm like wow we were able to still get three guests starting with nothing that I you know I take some pride in that and I'm glad that uh, I was I delivered and that we were able to agree on certain people we wanted to have on the show but it's stressful while you're trying to be clever on the air and you're listening to what Dan's saying and you know and you're on your phone and you're emailing and you're chasing down guests while there's other things going on, some of which, you know, could have been arranged ahead of time and didn't necessarily have to wait till, you know, the last minute. That's that's the only pet peeve I have with that. Like, we should only be chasing guests off of breaking news overnight. And then you have time zones. And so all of a sudden, we want a Golden State Warriors writer on. And we're coming up with this idea at 7.30 in the morning Eastern time. All right, I'm going to call so-and-so at 4.30 in the morning. Hey, you want to talk about the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green thing? You got Those are other things that make it difficult. We're on early in the morning enough on the east coast it's just that much earlier in the other time zones to track these people down so and it's also interesting because we as we've talked about we don't pay guests we do not. and so not only are you reaching out to someone at four three in the morning but you're also asking them to do it obviously we provide exposure and like there are reasons to right, do but it if they're not promoting a book or something or right. some product they're doing it out of the kindness of their heart right and, and it's the dan patrick show so it's it's obviously big time exposure for them yeah unless it's some celebrity or big time athlete that doesn't need necessarily that exposure but uh, the writer from the sacramento b covering the warriors doesn't need to get up get a note from me at five six in the morning hey what do you think about that punch you want to come on at uh, seven o'clock in the yeah. morning pacific time i just as long as i have a, a fighting chance and i have enough notice to chase these people that i never want us to miss an opportunity on a guest because we we dragged our feet a little bit or we waited too long to decide on someone to have on and now it's too late to track them down because of time zones or they got the message late that bums me out well and there's a little behind the scenes just how the industry works a lot of guys and girls who have contracts with you know let's say mark slareth who i happen to know well so he'll have i love that guy he'll have a deal with uh he'll get paid a certain amount of money per year and he has to do a certain number of games or whatever his contract is, but he also has to do a certain number of appearances on other shows. Okay. So they can go and you you know all of this. So they can go and be like, Hey, last minute we need you. And you know, Mark can't say no. Right. And not, o- and not only that, but like just even with Russ Tucker, who we can always get anyway, that's not a great example on short notice, but he's been joining us every Monday the last three, four weeks on behalf of DraftKings. So going into the weekend, knowing that I, we at least have that one guest Monday to recap the NFL gives me a little peace of mind while I chase after the heroes of the game. I can go after coaches and players and celebrity types and other breaking news, knowing that I'm not up against it, that we don't have any guests for Monday. I like knowing any day of the week, but especially football Monday, knowing that I've got that to build off of and that there's a placeholder there and a good fun guest that's going to recap the nfl now let's look at college football or basketball or whatever else is going on in the news and i don't have to be oh my god we have no guests and it's you know, i'm going into work with no guests or something my, my point on that was more of because we're independent we're not a part of a, a of a Fox Sports or an ESPN or an NBC Sports. So we don't have those regulars. We don't, well, not only do we not have the regulars, but they don't have to come. So even Ross, or Ross has a, a, a his, he's an anomaly. No, but we for, don't right, pay him. But, right, but for the most part, there's no one has to agree to come. Right, out like if, if, if Fox calls Schlereth, he has to come. Yeah. Whether he wants to or not. 
And no, that's a good point. Like when Dan was with Football Night in America and he still has a relationship with those guys, then maybe a Tony Dungy or Rodney Harrison or Chris Collins with what it would feel compelled to say yes because they see him every Sunday and how do you No, but literally they, but would, they, be but they right, would be paid. part of the right, agreement. Exactly. They're not under contract yeah. to uh to come on. And we so have it makes it harder for you. Oh, totally. And we have our so called regulars that, you know, we'll have like the Nick Wrights and Pat Forties and Chris Upper Maddoxes. Breer. There's a, yeah, Breer. There's a lot of guys that we'll have on that may end the Chris Sims that may come on once a week or at least once every two weeks but like you said they're not compelled to basically all our guests you know we have to kind of chase after and you know there are p- people pitch you know guests to us too if they're promoting something or whatever but that's a, a very valid point no one is obligated to say yes on a moment's notice because they have some kind of deal with the, the dan patrick network or podcast or something yeah Todd, we want to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you very much. In advance. I will I be mean, here Monday. We'll be here be Monday for as Columbus well. Columbus Day. We have to work on Columbus Day, whatever. Ugh, we hope Cracking the whip that day. <laughs> Columbus Day, we got to talk sports on our NFL Monday. It's Columbus Day. And Todd's birthday. And my birthday. We hope that you enjoy Syracuse. You think they'll make slider? Think Todd will make, we'll have food on Monday? Or? We'll get him on the case. M- maybe you... Someone's going to bring in a donut or a muffin. I can't believe on Yom Kippur you guys had burgers. That was totally a shot at me. Maybe you that make it to the frat house. Had, maybe you make it to the frat house. I want to go to the party tomorrow night. So, I want to go to the frat house. Hey. Foliage. I want foliage yeah. pictures. We want foliage. Well, wouldn't, that be great? foliage. wouldn't that be great if I hey, Elizabeth, I hear you're in my son's economics class. <laughs> you are looking fabulous. All <laughs> right, Tyler. <laughs> Can't do that. So inappropriate. For the 1215 Club, my Ariel, Eric Big German, Marvin Prince, still in the graphics guy. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah.